on the ref, the home of Sooner fans. Big uh, Sooner softball weekend that was. Sooners just mashing their way into the uh, Super Regional round, which is really no uh, no massive shock that Oklahoma was able to go out and dominate the way that ultimately Oklahoma went out and dominated. But uh, I-, I guess just the ability to go win three games by the combined score of 38-3 to at this stage of the season to some degree is uh, at least uh, somewhat surprising. Not totally shocking because it's Oklahoma softball and all of a sudden they've won 46 games in a row and you kind of come to expect this, but it is a, a regional setting and so for things to maybe be a little more tightly contested at times or to be some sort of stress-inducing would not have been uh, altogether surprising at least once. But uh, it didn't happen this weekend. Oklahoma softball made sure of that. Drake, by the way, good morning to you. Good morning, Josh. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Thirty-eight to three this weekend. Thirty-eight to three. Just uh, wow. Absolutely laying to waste the competition. Which, if you missed it in hour number one, JT Gasso, Oklahoma assistant coach, hitting coach, swung by the show. So we've got that eventually later today uh, up on the podcast for you. T. R. A. Jennings incredible incredible performance uh, versus Cal a couple of uh, home runs and the the Sooners the way that they pounced on Cal early in that contest it was 14 to nothing before you could blink and even though that Starocco inning it really the the only half inning at any point that you felt any sort of stress or saw anything you probably didn't like to see even with that, it's fourteen to three exiting the inning. Yeah, the starting to say is that there were. It, this is the thing about OU softball fans because I I was fortunate to be able to go to all three of the games this weekend. But it is funny of how relentless OU softball fans are, regardless of score, because you know it's eleven nothing in that Friday game. No, that Saturday game against Mizzou and. You know, there's a couple of borderline pitches that go Mizzou's way, and it is 11 nothing, Josh. And there are fans screaming in the stands that I can hear, like, oh, come on, Ump! There's a great game you're missing here. So, it no was, mercy, it, Dre. It was there, no mercy. Yes, absolutely. It was Cobra Kai rules by the OU softball fans this week. But, I mean, yeah. Uh, if there was any stress at all this weekend, yeah, it was that one inning. I kind of was worried about Scirocco because that was a long half inning that she had to sit there and not throw. And you see it a lot, particularly in baseball. I assume it's the same is true in softball as well. But whenever you have a pitcher that is just sitting for a long half inning to where your team is putting up a big crooked number, uh, baseball it's not too abnormal that the pitcher comes out, doesn't necessarily look – as sharp as they were before, so um, giving up three spot. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of where we've uh, come to when it comes to. Oh well, we have to find something to f- nitpick at. That's the one thing is Starocko gives up a three spot. Six home runs. Drake would have been pretty good for the Norman Regional. How about six home runs on Sunday <laughs> versus Cal? Uh, uh, yeah. And what? Five of them were in the first uh, three innings. So yeah, F- four in the first. Yeah, from Tra uh, Brito Sanders and 
Jocelyn Erickson. So just incredible the the way this team uh, swung the bats this weekend. And I'm with you, not to not to excuse it because look, you you'd like it to have been where Oklahoma just tosses three goose eggs up and is off to the Super Regional round and there was no blemishes to speak of. Not to totally excuse it for Starocko because it's a half inning that she'd like to have back, that Oklahoma would like to have back inside the circle, but there is, I think to some degree, an element of it's 14 to nothing here and maybe you're just not as dialed in as you would be otherwise if things were even a little bit closer. I, I don't know that to be the case, but uh, I think that to some degree that's human nature where everybody in that park over there. loosen up a little bit. Well, yeah. it's the, the thing's over. It's yeah. obviously Oklahoma's advancing to the Supers at that point. Yeah. So, incredible weekend for Oklahoma softball. Now they're one win away. One win away from tying the all-time consecutive wins mark from uh, Arizona back in 1997. Sooners get Clemson in the Super Regionals. Clemson, they had to go to the If Necessary game versus Auburn. It was uh, it was a Sunday yesterday where across the board outside of Norman, Oklahoma, there were some if necessary games played out there. It looked like McNeese was about to send Washington packing, and that top of the seventh, Drake. I don't know if you were watching that, but it was it was wild the way it unfolded. First of all, just in general, to trail six to nothing and then go plate seven runs. That in it and of itself was pretty amazing for Washington. But the fact that it happened with, with the rain and just to, to unravel that way for McNeese when Washington, going into that half inning, had gone 16 innings scoreless, and all of a sudden they erupt with their season on the line. So looked like we were going to see another upset there. We didn't get it. Washington had that crazy top of the seventh rally, and they uh, they get out of there. They win the Seattle Regional. Florida State, of course, they got the perfect game to uh, advance beyond South Carolina. Thought maybe they were in a little bit of trouble. So it was very nearly across the board some super regional surprises, some teams that we didn't think were going to get there, and ultimately it's just UCLA for the most part that doesn't make its way through. LSU versus Louisiana. Yeah, that's uh, to some degree surprising, but not the same surprise that it would have been if Florida State, for example, didn't find uh, its way forward, but they do. So Oklahoma, great weekend for the Sooners. Now you got a chance to make some history. Uh, Well, you got a chance to make multiple pieces of history if you go back to back to back. And ultimately, that's the most important goal for Oklahoma. But, man, wouldn't it be sweet to see Oklahoma sweep their way through this Super Regional and go ahead and check off what it feels like we've just been watching this team drive toward, which is the all-time consecutive wins, Mark Drake. Oh, it'll be a blast. I mean, going and doing that against – because last year, what was it? It was UCF that you had in the Super Regional. UCF. You have a – obviously, ACC is not necessarily on the same level of what the SEC is in softball, but – you get to go against a big-name program like Clemson. Um, yeah, and get to punch your ticket to go about 20, 25 miles north for uh, the home away from home Hall of Fame Stadium one more time. So, yeah, I mean, this is what everybody wants. 
to win every single game. Like I said, the uh, softball fans are absolutely relentless when it comes to uh, putting the opponent in the body bag, so to speak. But um, it'll be sweet. I mean, it'll it'll be great. And this, there is just when this team is dialed in as dialed in as they were, especially yesterday. They had laser type focus yesterday, knowing that they're like. We don't want an if necessary game. We want to continue the streak. We, we want to go ahead and check off another box here to build towards another championship. And that's kind of been the key. And you've heard JT say it a lot whenever he's come on with Plank is that this isn't necessarily, oh, yeah, we're going to pat ourselves on the back. We're going to be big time celebratory about uh, these accomplishments that have become the norm here recently. This is business as usual. This isn't this isn't the goal. We still have more work to do, and we're planning on doing all that work. Well, you wonder sometimes with programs how they're going to, for example, I think back, and I guess it's been a while now, right, when that Kentucky team went into the NCAA men's basketball tournament and they were undefeated and advanced to the Final Four, lost to Wisconsin. Did it factor in at all that for that team, they, they were trying to join Indiana? as uh, the, the last team to go unbeaten. Did it factor in at all? I, I don't know. I, it's, it's tough to say. How will this team handle, handle this uh, opportunity to go track down history? My indication would be probably in between the lines, Drake. They're not thinking about that a whole lot. I, I think that probably it's pretty laser-focused. And if anything, we've gotten multiple texts this morning, the, uh, the, the couple of jokes, pointing out, well, I guess uh, I guess the playing at home thing doesn't work uh, as well for others as it works for Oklahoma. That's a motivating factor, I think, for Oklahoma. And then the the fact that you got snubbed in the the top three of the National Player of the Year race to me that's probably as big yeah. of a factor at play as anything for mm-hmm. this team right now. Just to show how the heck could this team not get one of the top three in the National Player of the Year debate. Yeah, and then there's also the legacy standpoint of all of this, too, that the players have of this is probably going to be your last Super Regional at Marietta Hines Field. Next year, most likely, everything goes to plan. You're playing at Love's Field next sure. year. So that's the other motivating factor for these players that have helped be a part of making OU softball what it's been the last three years and be the monster that it's become. They don't want to lose a game here at Marita Hines. Man, what? when was the last time that they lost a game at Marita Hines? Was it 2021? That's a good-looking question. That's a good-looking question. Because, uh, obviously, it hadn't happened this year. No. Hadn't happened this year. You won loss against Baylor last year. I can do some digging and find out for you pretty I'm trying quickly, to remember the loss from uh, – it was in Austin, right, last year? It would have been, yeah. Yeah. It would have been. And then, uh, obviously, Oklahoma State in yeah. the Big 12 tournament. So, I mean, this graduating class. And doesn't really, lose at Marita Hines. Doesn't lose, like. Doesn't lose, period. Point blank, yeah. But inside that park. Yeah, especially. Y- yeah, e- even tougher to to beat them. I hadn't, uh, hadn't really thought about that, but you're right. I mean, there's – it's expected that these are the final two maybe – three games 
at Marita Hines. So, yeah, that's that's a motivating factor at play here too. But just amazing what this program continues to do. Drake, this is going out on a limb here, but I think they will win in sweeping fashion over Clemson. And I think uh, by this time next week we're talking about Oklahoma, as uh, one texter has pointed out, and uh, maybe somebody else has pointed out too, but Oklahoma would have the consecutive wins record in both football and softball, which is kind of incredible to think about too. Well, and how about this? Softball, if they go on to win the Natty this year, they're tied with football on number of national championships too. So Would be level with seven. That's right. Crazy. Crazy. How about the uh, top five stories of the day? Let's just, when we come back, quick little roundup on some of the items that we've missed out there, plus uh, a conversation with Andrea Adelson, uh, ACC situations. Interesting what uh, what could or could not happen with those negotiations. Kevin Warren, I guess, left a, a mighty little mess for the Big Ten on his way out the door. That is a story that fascinates me. And uh, Oklahoma baseball, they got one. They got one in the Bedlam series. Probably needed uh, the series itself to position themselves for an at-large bid comfortably. But uh, obviously the Big 12 tournament, they're going to get to see Oklahoma State again come Wednesday. It's scheduled for 4 o'clock, but it's going to be after that. You would imagine just the the way the Big 12 tournament typically typically goes in terms of when those start times happen but we could talk a little baseball as well and anything you want to get into right here it's the final hour plank show right here on the ref it's our number three it's the plank show right here the ref home of Sooner fans hope everybody had a very nice weekend out there mop and roofing brings us our number three they've got you covered oklahoma locally owned and operated fully insured licensed bonded mop and roofing serving all of oklahoma they've been in business for over 35 years 405-703-3843 the number to call maya brady tom brady it's all gravy don't mean anything baby she got in the top three players of the year. Her and her Bruins got smoked 14 to nothing by the Sooners. Go figure. Brady is good, but not as good as our Sooner outfielders. That is from, folks, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439, where you can chime in as well. And we welcome in Mr. Connor Pasby to the show. Connor, how are you, my friend? How was the weekend? Good, Josh. How about yourself? Did you enjoy some softball? Lots of softball, lots of Sooner softball, a little bit of uh, Bedlam baseball, of course, as well. Was hoping that uh, that series would turn out just uh, just a wee bit differently, but first first in the last games uh, in that series, just uh, free bags and too many runs coming across home plate for the Cowboys. Honestly, all three of the games were not very good if you count OU's win five to nothing. I mean, if you're just at the ballpark watching all three of those games, they're all three – kind of blowouts but the last game was not very fun 11 to 1 loss now you got some work to do so just to do our due diligence and we don't have to go super in depth on a couple of these but newcastle casino they they do present our top five stories of the day they've got the best reels in the metro happy hour monday through friday from 3 to 6 p.m and they are conveniently located folks right off of i-44 exit 107 14 table games that includes blackjack three card poker ultimate texas hold'em and more visit them online newcastlecasino.com bill hang on i see you there 
Uh, just real quick, stories that we haven't – well, a couple we have talked about, but one uh, that we haven't, and uh, several of these we probably could spend more time on but won't because I see you, the masses, very uh, dialed in with what's going on with Oklahoma softball and Sooner baseball and recruiting, recruiting the Zadavian Sims uh, miss. We can talk a little bit more about that in detail. But Brooks Kepka, your PGA champion, he outduels Victor Hovland coming down the, the home stretch. So now the, the live is on the board as a, a major champion. And, oh, by the way, Brooks Kepka up to five major championships in his career, three PGA championship wins. So he joins a select group since World War II to have won uh, five major championships or more. So that that happened yesterday. If you missed it, it uh, it was a it was a pretty good final round. I thought uh, Hovland that double bogey at 16 sort of eliminated any real real serious drama. Scheffler made a little bit of a run for it. But uh, ultimately, Kepka too too good. Have you been following at all, Connor? The uh, situation going on with the Big Ten TV deal? I have not. I haven't gotten caught up. That happened over the weekend. Yeah, uh, Pete Thamel from ESPN broke the story. And do you recall this? That the Big Ten signed this mega TV deal. It was uh, regarded as a seven billion dollar plus television deal. Yes, and it had all these different television partners attached to it right and part of it was well there's going to be NBC primetime games and so on and so forth okay well listen listen to this okay and remember this deal struck with reportedly struck I should say with Kevin Warren as the commissioner right okay Kevin Warren no longer the Big Ten commissioner he's off to the uh, Chicago Bears and uh, Tony Petiti is in as the the new commission okay well Listen to this. The television deal's not done for the Big Ten Conference. And, in fact, there's a, a bunch of pieces of the puzzle that uh, are outright a disaster. So, for example, the 2026 Big Ten Championship game has been awarded to NBC. Kevin Warren contractually had no authorization to give that game to NBC. So now... The league members will owe $40 million in damages to Fox. So that was bad on his part. Oh, it was terrible. Horrible. Terrible on his part. The, uh, the pandemic, all of the inventory that was lost, apparently there's millions of dollars in, in inventory that the, the league will have to pay back to, to Fox as well. So let's see here. They're going to have to pay back nearly $40 million to Fox because, according to sources, Warren delivered NBC the Big Ten football title game in 26 without the full authority to do so. They are due $25 million total for a deal to pay Fox back for lost 2020 football game inventory. Remember, remember Kevin Warren in the Big Ten was a big-time holdout, didn't want to play that year. It took, uh, it took the Big 12 saying, yeah, we're going to join the SEC. Uh, we're, we're going to join the SEC and play football before we even really had a college football season in 2020. Kevin Warren and the Big 10 were big holdouts there. Now they owe $25 million on that deal. And then uh, there's tens of millions, in, tens of, millions of dollars uh, still in flux with the NBC primetime deal, Connor, yeah. because guess what? 
schools like Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State were not aware that they were going to be playing NBC primetime games because historically these schools didn't want to play primetime games in the month of November because guess what? It ain't that much fun playing primetime games in states like Michigan, Ohio, in Pennsylvania in the month of November. So there's all sorts of pieces of this deal that we thought was finalized that, guess what, they're not done. There's damages to be paid. And so that is is a Big Ten mess going on. The NBA playoffs, just briefly here, what a disaster. Master disaster class that was from the Boston Celtics last night. The the series is over. They didn't show up, Connor. It was embarrassing what happened down in Miami. And uh, L.A.'s done, too. I think that for the first time in in conference finals history, we're going to see a pair of conference finals sweeps. I don't think either L.A. or Boston is winning a game. Yeah, I think it works out better to have the Nuggets and the Heat. I know everyone was projecting seeing the Celtics and the Lakers in the NBA finals, but, man, it's been a different story. That was the blowout from the get-go yesterday. Not a great performance by Boston and the Miami Heat. Just give it to them. And Jimmy Butler, once again, coming in clutch for the Heat. So who would you favor? Denver, Miami, if that comes to pass, which it feels like a foregone conclusion. That's the NBA Finals now. Who do you like? I like Denver. I think they have more weapons, but I really think Miami's still a really good team. I think that thing – it's going to go six or seven games, but I'd probably lean towards uh, Denver. I likewise am seeing the Nuggets grabbing their first uh, NBA championship. If Murray can keep giving them 20-plus and 30-plus a night, along with what Jokic does for the Nuggets, and that's going to be a problem. Bam Adebayo will do his best, but uh, I just don't know how you're slowing down Nikola Jokic. So that's uh, big stories, 5-4-3. Uh, number two. Oklahoma baseball gets one in Bedlam, but uh, not the series. So now they're off to the Big 12 tournament where guess who they'll play, Connor? Oklahoma State. That is correct. That is correct. So the the Big 12 uh, baseball tournament bracket is set, and it will be Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Bedlam in the Big 12 tournament. That is, uh, let's see here, 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock on Wednesday is what it's slated for. Again, the the Big 12 tournament, notorious for these games are not going to start on time. Oh, no, they're not. So it'll it'll probably not be uh, first pitching at 4 o'clock on Wednesday. But it is Oklahoma as the 7 seed versus Oklahoma State. They are bracketed with uh, number 3 seed West Virginia and number 6 seed Texas Tech. Probably... OU, just based on if you look at the baseball bracketologies that are out there, and we can uh, do our due diligence to put this together and piece together a smattering of where Oklahoma's at in the respective college baseball bracketologies that are. And a lot of these, keep in mind, put together beginning or middle of last week, so they aren't necessarily updated with the Bedlam series result. You know, kind of where you look is Oklahoma in, but right there on the cut line, on the bubble line, last uh, set of teams in. So, you know, for me, you get one versus Oklahoma State, probably probably you need two wins from Globe Life Field. I think you need one. 
You only two, need, only need one. You two, think? you feel really good. I think one gets the job done. But if you go O two barbecue, then it's gonna be a very nervous selection show. So whether that's beating OSU the first game or losing the first turnaround, and most likely you'll see Texas Tech if you can get that win, then I think you're in. So just to get everybody up to speed here, Oklahoma's thirty six right now in the RPI, which is good, but. Uh, the, the conference record being what it was for Oklahoma. That's the thing that stands out is the conference record because everything else matches up. Good RPI, good strength of schedule. It's just conference just hasn't been good down the stretch. couple of games under five hundo in uh, league play, 11 and 13, and a seventh place finish. So I think they need, I think they need a couple in the Big 12 tournament uh, to me. RPI is good, but because of the conference record being what it is, and the seeding going into this tournament, I think they need a couple. Is Bill still hanging on? Still got Bill. All right, let's 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 talk to the people. Riverwind Casino, jackpot line, 405-329-9000 in uh, this final hour. Bill, good morning. Good morning. Uh, question. Is all you going to get shoved onto this ESPN Plus for the rate, super reasonable? Well, okay, so somebody asked earlier, too, and I apologize for not reading your text sooner. Somebody asked, hey, what's the schedule look like for Sooner Softball? Right now, to my understanding, we've only got one piece of that puzzle figured out, and that would be Friday opening up versus Clemson, 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock first pitch. It will be on ESPN2 as of now per uh, what I'm looking at from the NCAA website and the softball bracket. And Saturday, we don't know. If necessary, Sunday, we do not know. It'll be a noon first pitch, though. I, I should say that. Saturday is slated for a first pitch, but we don't know the broadcasting network. So the NCAA is the one that put them on ESPN Plus all weekend. No, I, I mean, I think ESPN did that. ESPN made the, the choice of where they wanted to uh, broadcast all these games at. Um, NCAA is just, NCAA.com is just the only place right now that has shared the schedule. Well, I just wonder because that ESPN Plus is maybe you have it, but I'm not going to pay twenty nine dollars just to watch Sooner softball. I got you. A lot of people feel like it's, uh, but I, I, you know, it's not that much. It's uh, you know, for example, for me, and I bundle mine: ESPN Plus, Hulu, Disney Plus. That's what I do too. And and I've got because I'm I'm a bougie. I'm I'm a bougie on this with streaming. Not not in any other facet of my life, Connor, but when it, when it comes to streaming, uh, I've got the no ads, and I think it's like 21 a month for all three. So it's really – I'm not going to say it's great. And, look, I know everybody is in different situations and folks with families and kids, et cetera. They've got more to pay and, and worry or think about. But to me, uh, i got to have it. i, I got to have it for work, and it's actually pretty nice to stream ESPN Plus uh, through Hulu it's set up that way, so it's it's fairly convenient, and the broadcast itself is is clear. The broadcaster's okay. Maybe we could use a little bit of work in spots there, but uh, it's it's pretty nice. So I don't know. I, I get it though. I'm not here to tell everybody it's cheap or whatever. With Azami and Sims, is, uh, is OU pretty much done with him? Or are they going to still try to turn him around? I think he shut off everything, hadn't he? Who's that? Like official visits, uh, Sims. Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like that uh, right now he's all in with Oregon. 
And the crazy part of that recruitment, crazy part of that recruitment was uh, I'm going off the tweet that Parker Thune put out there that basically he thought he was all in committed to Oklahoma, but that was not a legitimate commitment, of course. But just in his mind, he he felt like, yeah, he was about to pull the trigger on being committed to Oklahoma and then back in mid-April took the unofficial visit to Oregon that he almost canceled and uh, instead took the unofficial visit to Oregon. And then from that point forward, it swung the Ducks' direction. And unfortunately, Oklahoma misses out on an important in-state defensive line uh, potential commitment. Well, we've still got some – if you listen to the thing, we've got better players out there that OU is in on. Is that not right? Yeah, th- this is you not. Know, it's losing Sims, but you've got Stone. Hopefully you get Stone and Winnery. Not Nigel Smith, uh, Joseph Jonah Ajonye. Yeah, there's there's other options out there, and I'm sure there's probably – Probably some names that maybe we haven't even really heard or thought about a ton yet that will arrive on the board, recruiting board, before this thing's all said and done. Because guess what? Todd Bates, Miguel Chavis, Brent Venables, they, I think, I think they're going to get their dudes. And oh, by the way, you are still coming off a class. I know that it's easy to panic a little bit when you lose out on a Zadavian Sims who's a talented blue chip in-state guy, but... You did land P.J. Adabare. You did land LeBlanc in this last class. And, yes, those names that we just mentioned, they're still on the board and probably a couple others maybe we're not even thinking of just yet. So nobody totally panicked. Yes, it's disappointing. I don't want to downplay it in that regard. But, uh, no, it's not a, a death sentence for this class either for Oklahoma. With Porter Moser, what do you think his, his overall record has to be to keep his job? Oh, I would say probably on the hot seat. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I'm looking overall record so much as I'm just saying you probably got to get an NCAA tournament. Yeah, got to make a tournament this next year, right? I mean, if if it, if you don't do that, gosh, it's going to be hard to justify staying. It, it just it is, and I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Porter Moser. I, I I'm a big big fan. I, I believe uh, still believe this that it can work, but it's a results business. It is what it is. Oh, I am too. I just without some big men, I don't don't see how he can compete without some really big men. Well, he's, well, he's working on that. He's getting some guys from the transfer portal. Six nine dude from Pitt. Yeah, I'm trying to get some size. Got the young man from Pitt. We'll see how it uh, parlays. Bill, I got to run, buddy. Appreciate the phone call. All righty. That is uh, Bill, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna get him sorted out on the ESPN Plus. Well, he's getting some help from the Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line. Yes, Bill. Matter of fact, if uh, well, I don't know. Can I broker this deal? <laughs> it's, am I going to get in some sort of trouble if I broker this deal? Yeah. Because I don't know. Is this on the up and up out of the 405? If you get me into contact with a guy on, on the call, I can hook him up. <laughs> I'll watch the games. Yeah, I think he was saying it was a lot more expensive, which I don't think it's – what do you say? It was like 26 or 27? It's not that much. Derek says ESPN Plus is nine ninety nine a month by itself. That's the cost of a quarter-pound <laughs> burger meal or a couple of Starbucks trips. Yeah, you'll be fine. If you're an Oklahoma fan, totally worth it. Yeah, and I would say that, Bill. It is uh, really – it's great for the Sooner Vision portion of it, which is amazing, and you do get so much content out of it. But honestly, for example, yesterday – and I know we're overdue for a break. We'll hop to one here in just a moment. It was awesome to kick back and flip over to Hulu, and it's got ESPN Plus integrated there. I'm flipping from game to game. It – as a sports fan, as a softball fan, 
it's pretty good. It's nice to have. So, I don't know. To me, I couldn't imagine going without it. But then again, you're talking to somebody that has cut the cord and is probably paying just as much without cable to get the effects of cable because I've got got to have Sling TV for the NBA yeah. playoffs. I've got a Fubo subscription. So, it's, uh, you know, look, I've got to have it. And well, it's nice, it's nice when you have the package, too, at Disney+. Plus. If you're a big movie guy, TV shows, it's, it's definitely worth it. We'll do a break. It's hour number three, running out of real estate right here, but still time for you on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line or the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Take it a T.O. Back with you, Josh and Connor. It's the Plank Show after this. Back with you, final hour of the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Sorry, Connor, trying to get things organized in here. I know you're like, wait a second, is – is he having a mental breakdown? Is he ever going to bring us back from this break? What is happening? Got got everything arranged up there. Yeah, we're organized <laughs> as good as as good as we're gonna get. Anyways, hour three presented by Mop and Roofing. Appreciate their support. They've got you covered. Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed and bonded. Mop and Roofing serving all of Oklahoma. They've been in business for over thirty five years. Four zero five seven zero three thirty eight forty three. Jay from Mandel. Cash App, the right person. You can watch all OU softball on Facebook Live. That is true. Yeah, I've seen some of that. I don't know who it is, but they're on Facebook. Every time when OU softball is playing, they got the whole game right there. So the uh, somebody from the 405, the softball version of Red Zone on ESPN Plus was awesome yesterday. Did, uh, did a bunch of people – is this what the 918 is texting about too? Beth Moens and seven innings – had four games on screen, ESPN most of the game. Sooners were highlighted frequently. Was Beth Moens uh, the architect of the the uh, red zone softball lookalike? And how was it, everyone? Was it pretty cool? How did I miss that? Well, I knew I didn't check it out because obviously I was just watching the OE game. But, yeah, you can watch up to four games on that seven innings. They do a great job, really elite stuff. It's kind of like the NFL. You got all the games you want right there on, on the screen. That's pretty cool. That is cool. And, and you've got all the different broadcasts going across the ESPN and ESPN Plus networks. So, yeah, and you can probably, probably, probably click the one that you want to listen to. Sean texts in seven innings is excellent. So, there's a, a ringing endorsement. Yeah, that's cool. I, I wish I had known that uh, that was going on out there. I just didn't dig enough. Uh, I, it's like. Tunnel vision. Yeah. Oklahoma game, boom, go. Okay, flip to this game. I wish I had known that, and then I had everything going at once. So that's that's good to know. I, I'd imagine they'll have the same setup going for – here's another texter, 903. Seven innings live was great this weekend. I, I, I'd i imagine uh, they'll have the same setup for the Super Regionals. So that will be on my viewing set list. Yeah, Ty from Bartonsville, seven innings was awesome. It's crazy how much softball has grown. And the thing with that, after the OU game, man, you just had so many good games, the if-necessary game sevens, like the Washington-McNeese, when Washington put up, what, seven runs in that top of the seventh inning? I feel, I feel so bad for McNeese, but, Me too. man, Washington deserved that after their seventh, seventh inning performance. Well, you know, there was a moment in the bottom of the, of the sixth that stood out there was a, a put out, and the shortstop had this big grin on her face. And I was like, do you realize you're trailing by six runs with three outs to play? The confidence. And sure enough, sure enough, they got those uh, first couple of runners aboard and played it that early run in the top of the seventh. And then it was off to the races. The rain picked up, 
It was literally, pun intended here, the perfect storm for Washington. It's like everything came together at just the right time to set the stage for them to to make that rally and give them credit. They had some incredible at-bats that they just kept stringing together to orchestrate that thing. It was it was pretty amazing. I'm with you. I felt bad for McNeese. And how about speaking of the the shortstop for Washington, you reverse it the the I believe it was the shortstop for McNeese. What are you doing? Trying to do the short flip to second base. If they go the long route to first base, I think they have the second out of the inning. Yeah. And they wind up uh, getting out of the thing before it's all said and done, and they win, and they're off to the Supers for the first time in program history. Instead, a mistake is made. That continues the inning and uh, and keeps the keeps the stage and the sequencing alive for Washington to to mount that comeback. There was a, there was a couple of blown leads. Nebraska did the same thing. They did it twice. Once against, what was it, Wichita State, and of course they did it to Oklahoma State where they blew a lead, and OSU came back and won. But, yeah, the McNeese – oh, man, I saw the McNeese pitcher really just break down crying after the game, and I just – I feel for her that moment when you give up that many runs in that inning. Well, they, sh- they should have pulled her out way before that. And I stand corrected. I couldn't remember, but Sean says that play with the McNeese shortstop, that was that was the third out. That, that was it. Would have ended it. Oh, man. it uh, What a mistake. And then, again – just big bats, big timely hitting when you absolutely had to uh, have it. And uh, sure enough, they, they did it. The, the, the rally by Louisiana was pretty amazing, uh, was pretty amazing too. They, they cough it up and then uh, come back and go win the thing even after that over LSU. So it was, from a viewing standpoint, even though I'm too, uh, I guess <laughs> – I didn't spend enough time digging around on Hulu and ESPN Plus to realize that there was the seven innings live. But now you have me informed, and I'm prepared. I'm ready to go going forward. It was just great viewing. It was great viewing. I was having a blast watching all the softball yesterday. I was flipping in and out, watched a little bit of PGA Championship too, but mostly softball for me, mostly softball, and it was terrific. When it feels like the NCAA basketball tournament, the first round where you have so many games throughout the whole day. So it was awesome. It's broadcast overload, my friend, Perfect. which is a beautiful place to be. Yep. Final timeout. Let's come back and uh, just some some quick thoughts from Patty Gasso and the Sooners. Uh, the the Adelson interview. We'll play that tomorrow when Plank's back in full toe. You guys are too good. What can I say? In this final hour, had to uh, hear from the people. One final timeout. We'll come back. Bow tie on it next. It's the Plank Show on the Ref. One final time. We are back with you, right here. It's the Plank Show on the ref. Just real quick, how about Patty Gasso after advancing to the Super Regionals? Wait for it. Do I not have things plugged in correctly? I might not. That's okay. Maybe not. Well, just not meant to be, is it? Just not meant to be. (laughs) I, I... I laughed at this. This was kind of funny. You know, Plank, this this will be fun to talk to him about tomorrow because his joke is you get one report and then immediately you get the conflicting report. <laughs> and so this, this is – and we like Brett McMurphy on this show. And so this is not to – and we like Ross Dellinger. This is not to say that either's correct or incorrect. It's just funny how this works from the national reporting. Andrew – this is from Brett McMurphy reporting, Okay. Andrew Marchand reports, ESPN and Pac-12 are having no substantive talks at this time. 
ESPN passed on the Big Ten Sunday ticket, Premier League, Champions League, and MLS. So the idea it'll be completely out on the Pac-12 is not in the least bit surprising. End quote. Okay. And then not not even, I don't know, several minutes later, Ross Dellinger, both the Pac-12 and ESPN have been adamant that they remain in talks over a potential TV deal. So in case you were wondering why we, we cracked those jokes about you hear one thing and then it's the exact opposite. That's how it goes. It's the exact opposite from another national reporter. There you have it. Hey, that's it for us. The Sooners, no big deal. Just dominate their way through the Norman Regional. And we will continue to talk softball, Oklahoma baseball, Big 12 tournament action. This Wednesday, it gets underway for the Sooners. For Connor, for Drake, for my man, Mr. Chris Plank, we're back tomorrow. Until then, still man and Thune at noon next on The Ref.